Welcome back to Lexi's Lounge, your home for mind, body, business, and marketing. If you are a multi-passionate entrepreneur, meaning you have many different hobbies, talents, and passions, and you want to monetize them all, you're going to want to listen to this episode with Janice where we talk about productivity hacks for multi-passionates. So grab your cocktail and let's dive in. Janice, welcome to Lexi's Lounge. What are you drinking this morning? Afternoon. What time is it? Today. <laughs> uh, good old water. Oh gosh, I had a water and then I am sitting in my closet because there's less feedback and it is freezing cold in here. I have a blanket on, my nose is starting to run, so I just got a hot cup of coffee that's black. I'm drinking it like a psycho because I need something warm inside me. <laughs> That oh my gosh. Well. I wish I wish I reached for that, but I already had two big cup today. So I probably should fill up with some just good old water. <laughs> yeah, just a side note, isn't it crazy how drinking water sometimes is so hard in general? Like if you have a certain level amount of water that you're trying to drink, then you're like, oh my gosh, I just had one and I just feel full. And then like I want some juice or I want some soda or I want something else that has more flavor in it than just water. Yeah. And I tend to do get um, caffeine crash. So I have to remind myself to drink water because otherwise I can't have more coffee. So <laughs> it's like a, my reward of drinking water is more coffee. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm so excited for our chat today. When we first decided on the topic of the podcast, I was like, yes, because we are chatting about multi-passionate entrepreneurs and the tips for productivity that would really help with them. Um, and I know multi-passionate entrepreneurship is something that is going to be huge in 2022 because of the rise of the personal brand and all of the different things that we can really monetize in the digital space that we've been realizing. Like you can monetize your picture of your outfit if you like tag where you got this, or you can create a digital course or a membership or a downloadable ebook. There's so many things we can do to monetize. So there's with that, there's so many different things we have to do. So I'm excited to dive into this topic, but first, can you give us a little background on you? Yeah. So I am a nurse by trade. I've been a psychiatric nurse for a very long time, then became what? the director of nursing. Um, I work, I started actually working with um, adolescents. And then later on, adults, children, just kind of in the mental health field over the spectrum um, and, and really just marginalized population really just have a special spot in my heart. Um, and then I got extremely burnout. I had three separate hospitalizations where I just have to say, you know what, it's time I prioritize myself, my needs. Um, and then I just took some time off. Um, and then I'm now back into the nursing field, but also started a product business. Um, and speaking of multi-passion, <laughs> also decided that I really enjoy just mentoring. You know, as I was uh, an educator, a, a nursing leader, I just love sharing and help people get there faster. <laughs> so I've also created um, an, a women entrepreneur group um, to just level the playing field. I, it is interesting because I had no background in entrepreneurship, but you know, after I've started a product business and now running a crowdfunding campaign, um, I've just learned so much and it's just an eye opener, you know, with a, a simple type passionate person. Oh my gosh. Like, 
it cannot be more intriguing. <laughs> yeah, right? Because there's so many different like layers of you. You're so interesting with all of the different things you have going on. When you said you're a nurse, I was like, wait, I would have never pegged you for that. And then just your different business ventures. I'm really interested in your your society, your, is it, no, not society, but your membership for women. What is that a free or a paid one? It's a free, it's a free membership. It's just a free Facebook group that I had named a women entrepreneurs work group. And the reason why I call it a work group is because, um, like you said, there are a lot of opportunities to monetize and then they become this really popular line to say, get X amount of results in X amount of strategy with my X amount of steps. And I have to say that, you know, when I first got into the online world, I was so attracted to these numbers as well. And then eventually I found that, you know, business really is, there's no one size fit all. Um, There's no guarantee. I just have to say, if anybody give you any type of guarantee, um, <laughs> right? I was pointing, I was like pointing my finger up there, like, yes, queen, preach. Yeah, 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 yes. I know I'm like talking to you and preaching to the choir, but I hope your listeners will get this message as well. It's just oh like, God. if something sounds too good to be true, just take a step back. <laughs> yes, nothing, we live in a world of instant gratification, but that is not with everything. All really good things take hard work consistency yeah. effort exactly exactly and therefore i created this work group because honestly it's always a working progress with anything we do um you know and, and there are a lot of discussion about the high ticket items and honestly it takes a business a good right like at least a good two years one to two years to really build out and where you systemize you can have you know a rinse and repeat of strategies that will continue to grow but i think a lot of people don't realize it's like a slow climbing hill right like you have to meet this like product market fits threshold before the business will actually take off so you know it's like spending money on these high ticket offers in the like, you know, as you were still working out the kings, I mean, it's just, you know, I felt like it's not affordable, right? Like, it's not affordable. You're not gonna get that immediate results because it does take time for things to grow and build for you to test things out and continue to gain the knowledge and align with your values, you know, all that jazz. So, um, yeah, I felt like it's so important to level that playing field, um, you know, and so that we're not spending that extra money honestly, when we don't have, right? Like when we're, if we're thinking about how to monetize this from the ground up, then, well, yeah. (laughs) What you're saying, like it, it resonates with me because I was that person who was like, okay, well my business in the first month after the first launch that I had, it wasn't successful. And I literally went silent on my social media for six months because I was in, I was that instant gratification person. And then also that was at the beginning of the pandemic. And I'm like, I can't sell to people who are losing their jobs. You know, I felt horrible. Um, but then as September rolled around, I was like, mm, there's not much is changing. I was like, okay, I should just take a stab at this. Like, why not? And it's interesting now, the things that I first learned and heard when I started, I didn't understand them. Like when you told me about an email funnel or a sequence or something, I'd be like, what are you, t- you're speaking a different language to me. And 
as I grow in my business and learn new things and like where I'm at now, all of that stuff is like, ah, I get it. There's some things that I'll just click one day and I'm like, oh, that's what they were talking about. So it's so interesting. And I'm really glad that you brought that up because uh, we do think that it's an instant gratification world. And those first two years in business are so important to build your foundations. And I think because of people that have, you know, been the unicorn and made six figures in six months, they're like, it, it's, it puts the standard that's unrealistic out there. So I'm so glad that you talked about that. And, you know, and the funny thing is like, I guess, sadly, in order for, for the unicorns to portray themselves as unicorn, they're not telling the audience that, well, I've actually spent another year or two years like brushing up my skills, packaging my offer, testing them out and, you know, put a new brand out. And then I, you know, was successful in, you know, right that 12, 12 months or six months. And so it's like all these background work that people have been doing that I don't you know, tell others, um, right? Like even as new business owners, yes, of course you have the potential of being the unicorn because you yourself accumulating all these skills that, you know, even your personal life education, you know, vocational training, I mean, those are your skills that you can monetize. So you've been building it without yourself knowing, but now it's just kind of getting acclimated to the space, um, knowing what your strengths are, what you need to work on, know you know your mindset issues and you know as a multi-passionate person I always feel like you know as as we're thinking out to the future we get that dopamine like I don't know dopamine high (laughs) yeah that dopamine rush right it's like I can conquer the world I already have it all mapped out in my mind but then you know when we're trying to carry things out we're like oh shoot (laughs) Like I'm stuck. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't feel like doing it. So it's so important to to really come back to what aligns with us. Speaking of multi-passion, because I think we're 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 so good at what we do, honestly, right? Like we can pick up things really quickly, but then at the same time, it's like we move on to things so quickly. But there's always a theme behind it. So um, you know, I think coming back to productivity is is the alignment and the mindfulness that that needs to draw back to to why are you doing it how does it really correlate to your core values because there has to be a common theme behind all these things that interest us um, and what really drives and, and motivates someone let's go back really quick to what exactly like what would be the best definition that we could come up with for the audience to what a multi-passionate person is because it's it's been a buzzword lately and I know it's going to only become more of a buzzword so I want to just clear that up and then we can go into the perks the negatives and the productivity of how to how to be better a better multi-passionate entrepreneur love that love that well I I I personally would define multi-passionate as someone who have a wide range of interest um honestly it's a fast learner where we love being inspired and we love inspiring others so we felt like we can put our heads into a a subject matter find it really interesting we hope to share with others and then we see something else that I'm like oh my gosh it inspires me too and then we continue to move on um so our heads are 
always full is how I would put it. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. I think the biggest, just the bottom line of being a multi-passion entrepreneur is having multiple different areas. No, here, here's how I'm going to put it. We are capitalizing on the different things that make us unique, whether that be our lived experiences or where we grew up, what our traumas look like, the lessons we learned from a certain experience, the things we just enjoy doing, um, the things that really light our fire, like talking about. So for example, I'm not a trained psychologist whatsoever, but talking about psychology lights my fire. Like it just interests me, me so too. much. Like, let's go down and deep. Yes. And that, that's why when you're like, oh, I'm in the psychiatric field, I'm like, what really? So like, let's talk, <laughs> let's talk psychological. Um, but I think that there is an opportunity to monetize in each of your passions if you want to. You don't have to just because you like the certain kind of cheese doesn't mean you have to go create a cheese brand, you know, but it's monetizing the things that you really can see like a business venture and a business idea in. It's something that you're probably already doing yourself. So my quick example before we really dive into like why productivity is important. Um, I obviously have a podcast. I'm recording one right now. But I don't really have a studio. I'm in my closet because there's less buffer. And the house that we own, we rent it out to Airbnb so we can't be in here all the time. So I had this business idea to create a brick and mortar like creative studio in my area. And I don't have enough overhead to lease something. And my mom was like, why don't you just make it in the office of your house that literally has a blow up air mattress when guests want to use it? And I was like, why don't I do that? And why don't, why don't I make this podcast studio for myself, but also tailor it to people if they want to rent it out or create a YouTube video or start a podcast or just have like a office working space that's in a private area. And it, it just, it blew my mind because I'm like, this is one of the things that I've been working toward. But now that with this idea, like it sounds like rainbows and sunshine, but on the back end of it, I have to think about all the equipment I have to buy, the design of it, the furniture, the logistics and legalities behind it. I got to call my homeowner's insurance to see there's so many things that go into it. So I think that that's an important standard to set before we really dive in because multi-passion isn't just like, oh, I'll start a business here. I'll do this or I'll do that. It's so much more of the, okay, this is a good idea, but like, can we actually make it work? And that takes a lot of time. So with that example, why is productivity so important? And where, where are the common things that you see multi-passionate entrepreneurs like getting hung up on? I love how you brought up the fact that we, honestly, I have to say like, I think a lot of multi-passionate entrepreneurs are, are genius, to be very honest. Like, you know, there, there are so many skills and, and we move quick. But the thing is, our mind will work faster than our actual body and, and taking action. So like we get, oh my gosh, we have like already have all these dopamine feeding into, into the fact that we almost like, you know, predict the future in our head, but then we don't get that when we're actually carrying out the step and being able to sit in that space 
and continue to ask yourself why. So like, like the example that you had shared, you wanna create a studio, great. Why would you like to do that? And then asking another follow-up question, how are you going to do that? Follow, asking another following you know, a question, do you have time to do that? Do you have the resources? What will it take? And then a lot of us sometimes get like so bumped out that, oh my gosh, I have this great idea, but like, I always start something, I don't finish it. Um, and then they, you know, their imposter would speak louder, they get discouraged, and then ended up believing that is something impossible that I cannot do. Yeah. And that's like this vicious cycle. But, you know, if we're able to pause our mind for a bit, and, you know, as we continue to ask these questions to believe, in ourselves that we we can, we can indeed carry out this idea, we can indeed execute it. It, you know, like it, it takes the skills and, and the training of this muscle though, that we need to first believe and take the small steps towards it. Yeah. So when somebody has that that fire and passion inside of them, if they're like, okay, looking at this idea and we can do this. I know this is attainable for me. There's a few hurdles I'll have to jump, but I know I can get over them. What are some productivity hacks that they can implement? I guess just in general, because everybody's situation is different, but what are some general productivity hacks that somebody can take when that idea can actually take off? Yeah, great question. Well, first is I will ask you know, yourself that five questions ask the why, ask what it takes, ask how you can do it, ask the resources that you think you need, and then set a realistic timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really important. Like I always, even for myself, when I have a new idea, I, you know, I pull out a big blank piece of paper, I bring down everything on there. And I always start with the value and the mission of it. Um, If you're speaking in particular about the business side of things, definitely look at the value of the mission first, and then look at the population that you want to serve and their pain points. So a very important thing is to pull back and not think about you. Think about the people you serve, the observations that you're able to make, um, because in order for it to be a viable business, you have to look at that. Um, so I think one is, is, is that brain dump and organizing your brain dump is the first number one productivity hack, because that helps you kind of close up that mind loop, right? Um, and then the next thing I will say is, okay, once you've gotten that far, that's awesome, then I will make sure that I block out my calendar, you know, even if it's just um, an hour a day, or maybe like three hours every week to work on these projects and work out these kinks. Mm. I think just that two alone, honestly, is going to take someone a few months to to put all that together. (laughs) Come back after those first two steps are (laughs) But you said something that interests me and it's about the brain dump organization, throwing everything that's in your mind onto paper. And that's something that with my clients, like in marketing, I'm like, you need a journal. So you get all of these thoughts and everything out of your head and onto paper, even if it's 
just something personal or for business. Like the more we ruminate on something, the less space we have to come up with creative ideas and be creative. Um, but for me in particular, when I brain dump things on a piece of paper, it's just a ton of random words and it it's so messy. So do you have any tips for somebody like me who has a horrible time organizing thoughts? Yeah. So if we are focusing on um, outcome, if speaking of productivity, then I love to use the four quadrants um, by Stephen Conway in his book of the um, seven habits of highly performing people. Um, so in that, in that quadrant, which um, I'm trying to think if I forgot if it was on one of my freebies. I forgot. I know I have like a time blocking schedule, but um, anyways, you know, your audience can reach out to me if they I'll like. Okay. <laughs> yeah, if, if they like to, um, if they like to grab a copy, but essentially as you identify what's important, what's urgent, what's a distraction, what are just like complete a waste of time. So, um, for example, I'm going to say, my mind's already say, blown. <laughs> so I'm gonna say first, uh, when I first started my product business, oh my gosh, like with product business and product development, product design, marketing and branding, all that stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, like my brain's about to blow up. So I write down everything that I need to do. And I started plugging them in. So I was really about, you know, worry about the name, the branding, you know, I know that those are all important things. But honestly, like, spending time on the branding and name right now is it going to bring me the revenue no <laughs> you know it will in the future but not right now so i better go back to my product design and product development and outsourcing and researching all these boring stuff that needs to first get done in order for me to make money to get this business on the ground right yeah. same thing as you know if you caught yourself you know if, if one afternoon and you found yourself like, oh my gosh, what did I do in the last three hours? I don't know. <laughs> well, then, uh, right? Like, I mean, and I do that too. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go on Instagram. I'm like, oh, this is so interesting. This is so interesting. Mm -hmm. So like, I spent a lot of time, you know, scrolling and, and um, I know those are like complete and a waste of time. And then, you know, I would catch myself sometimes like, okay, should I go with the green or should I go with the orange? And I spend so much time on Canva trying to line up the design. Like, oh my gosh, those are such a, a waste of and distraction, essentially, is I need to catch myself in these distractions. So I think, it's, yeah, so I use that, that grid, that four quadrants a lot. Um, you know, you can even google that um but another important distinction is to know sometimes we're we gravitate towards the small tasks that we can complete and then we forget the big picture task right so for example um um let's say i don't know can you name something for me i'm blinking <laughs> <laughs> so i would say like building a course maybe okay yes yes building a course thank you so we get really caught up about um okay i have these outline i need to create these slides um and then sometimes like we're so used to doing things in chronological order and you're typing it in you're fitting in the design and then three hours pass by and you know you you've done maybe like 12 slides. So if you were to take a step back and look at the big picture is, 
you know, maybe it's is um, putting the outline all together, maybe is um, really researching and always going back to your potential buyers and hear, listen to what they say, or um, maybe start networking with people who um, are complementary to your services and start networking, getting your names out there. So there are these things that don't show like immediate results, but will be important for the long run. So it's a lot of like working in your business versus working on the strategic things in your, you know, on your business, essentially. So I also, you know, always kind of share with people to have this like CEO schedule, CEO day where, you know, if you have big tasks that, you know, you don't have the time to do right now, like I'm, I'm a mom of two small children, so I can't, you know, my day is always constantly interrupted. So I would like to bucket those bigger tasks or long-term tasks. And I would assign like maybe one day every two weeks. So on this day, I'm working on my like bookkeeping. I'm working on like the strategic planning. I like empty out my entire day. There's no meeting. There's no task I need to do. I need to step back and think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I love that you said that because I have two small children too, and I get lost easily in the sea of all of the things, the screams, the tiny tasks, the big tasks, the goals. Um, So I love how you broke that down. And I also think it was interesting because whenever I create a program or something, my mind always is like, let's do the branding first. You know, I'm like, what color should I use? What fonts? But that's, that should be the last of it, you know? Um, So I think that honestly helped me to be like, okay, we got to go with the the ugly, get out of the dirt first, and then we can really build something beautiful. But it doesn't start without the foundation. We yeah. all know that with our houses, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I agree 100%. You know, and that's you speak about, you know, being a mom. I think that's like even more important is that our time is so valuable and learning to be intentional in everything I do in each moment was was very very helpful I think this brings me this like sense of calmness even though I mean the environment is chaotic but I know that in this moment my mind is 100% you know with my kids and my family um, and that helped a lot with the mom guilt part of this yeah there is so much oh that could be a whole episode in itself the mom guilt it's like I know on one hand, one side of my brain that they are learning through me, like watching me pursue my entrepreneurial journeys, kill some mindset hacks or problems that I would have. But then also on the other side, you're like, I feel like I'm not giving you all of my attention, which that's hard because again, on both sides of the mind, there's the entrepreneurial mom who's there, but like mentally she's somewhere else. But then there's also the entrepreneurial mom who maybe has a full-time job or that she's has her full-time business. That's a brick and mortar and she has childcare, you know, and then feels guilty that she's gone all the time. So it's like, we can never win. We just have to give ourselves so much grace and understanding and patience because that's literally all we can do. And just, I think somebody's told me that with kids in general, it's not about how much time you spend with them, but it's about the quality of time you spend with them when you're like face-to-face one-on-one instead of spreading it out, having just like a period of really quality time. 
Yeah. Oh, totally. Oh my gosh. That's so spot on. Is that quality time even if it's just 15 minutes, 30 minutes. And then when you work, then, you know, they can either work as long side you or they can go play themselves <laughs> either way. But like once you fill their cup as well as your cup as a mom that, you know, we enjoy that during relationship and that time of connection. And that's why we created businesses where we wanted to have more freedom and time and, and priorities, flexibility. Um, so yeah, I, I always hate to see, you know, moms being back in that hamster wheel. Like we want to just chase more and more and more than coming back to what truly is important for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you, you really laid down some great tools for productivity, especially, I mean, it's not even for multi-passionate entrepreneurs. Like this could help with anybody, but I think for multi-passionate people who have so many different things going off in their mind, I think you really helped like create a clear path for them. Um, I'm speaking for myself, especially because I am like that. I'm all over the board all the time. And if I get something done, sometimes it feels like that in itself is a win because there's just so much with my two kids, my three businesses, my dad that I care give for, um, the cats and the dogs, like there's so much stuff, but I love it. I wouldn't trade it for the world, but I need to be better at time management so I can be more productive in each of those areas. So, um, I know that this has helped me a ton and I'm sure it's helped our listeners on TikTok a ton and our listeners on the podcast in general. So I just want to thank you so much for showing up and serving today because that's really, really what you did. And um, I just appreciate that so much. Oh, thank you so much. Lexi. You're awesome. And I, I mean, just, you know, look at you. I'm like, okay, I'm inspired. What's the next thing that I'm going to tackle? <laughs> <laughs> so sweet. Well, where and how can people work with you and where can they find you if they yeah so the free um facebook group that i had mentioned is called the women entrepreneurs work group um if you like to just search for it on facebook as a free work group um it's been quite quiet in the past half year as I navigate things myself too but I I have this strong conviction that starting 2022 is really time to level up that playing field um, and share with all of you the great connections that I've made um, that the market predictions that I've I've learned from from truly seven and eight-figure business owners um, and how we can all help each other to increase the visibility yes. and all that good stuff. So as women okay. entrepreneurs work group, group. Okay. So we have your Facebook group. Do you have any paid offers or um, just connection points? So I do have a paid offer. That's a six week um, productivity reset. Ooh. Um, it sounds, it sounds like it's very tactical, but as both a mindset, understanding yourself, and action plan. So we start with understanding yourself, really identifying the core values that what drives you, what aligns with you. We look at then what you want to do, what you don't want to do, but what you need to do. <laughs> we combine all that to formulate a plan that is actually actionable for you to carry out to achieve your goals. Um, we will talk about ways where 
it be um, you know easier to do or any hacks or software systems that you can use um, to accomplish these goals and trying to get you there as you know fast as possible with the least distraction. Um, so it is a one-on-one -on -one offer because again, I don't believe in the cookie cutters. You know, it's a lot of like in-depth discussion. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's what I have to offer yeah. if anyone is ready for yeah. a reset. BCD Club is my product business where I help create easy and time-saving, sanity-saving um, baby products for parents, reusable, multi-purpose. I have like a potty training blanket, a grow with me pants and cloth diapers. If any moms here are cloth diaper moms, please connect with me. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. You have so many different resources. I'm obsessed. I'm excited. Thank you. Yes, I can't wait to chat with every one of you. So please reach out since I can't see you right here. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Janice, for being on the podcast. And I'm sure we will chat again soon. Thank you so much for hanging out with us in the lounge. Don't forget to leave some love in the reviews, connect with us on social media, and subscribe so you don't miss a beat. Next week in the lounge, we'll meet Daniela, and we are talking about self-care and why you need to start incorporating self-care into your life like yesterday. Until next time, my friends, we'll see you next Tuesday.